0: blog talk radio
1: you're listening to the dynamic dojo show with restita and robert your source for martial arts talk radio
0: three two one we're live
2: my
3: brother in the martial arts, Sifu Robert Deal. Sifu Bob, how are you doing today, man? Good. I was wondering if you were going to remember to unmute my mic. Because every yeah, time we I go live, remember. for some reason, the system mutes me.
0: Yeah. It must know me. I only. don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know either. It's,
3: I don't know. It must say, to hell with this guy. We're going to mute him first. Yeah. That's how it should
4: be. Oh my goodness.
2: Uh, the tuned in folks' number is 47770699, right at the top of the screen. Um, give us a call a little bit later. We open the phone lines at 630. And uh, at 630 or a little bit after, depending on how long our first segment goes, we will be joined by Jamie Larkin Meiser. And uh, she's going to be telling us a little bit about her martial arts background. We'll ask her questions about teaching kids and adults or, and her philosophies about self-defense and all that other good stuff. So call later all right. So what's been going, you know what, I'm missing my phone. I left my phone in the I car. So I think me, you left your phone left in my, the car? I left my phone in the car. So maybe later when you're doing like uh, weird news and Entertainment news. I'm just gonna run out that real quick and get that. But uh <coughs> Yeah. So what's been going on in the neck of the woods there?
3: Oh nothing but it's starting to pick up uh, steam on the heat in in uh right. in LA. It it's the June gloom's still happening until about ten, eleven o'clock in the morning, which I love because it keeps the area nice and cool. This morning uh-huh. was real foggy. But uh it's it's They're talking about eighties and nineties in the very near future.
2: Dang. It's gonna be crazy.
3: It's gonna be be... it's gonna suck so bad.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now tell our listeners what what an average temperature
3: is in the summer. Oh it has to be about ninety five. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Because <laughs> it's in the 90s all summer long, and then it'll reach over 100 a few days. Last year, we got lucky. We only reached over 100 three days.
2: Oh, man. We we don't even get that in Seattle uh, rarely. Maybe like once every three years or whatever we'll break the triple-digit mark. But, you know, usually we're in the 80s, 90s, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, wow, every day.
3: <laughs> Every day. Well, oh my well, goodness. you think about 29 Palms where Craig Carter lives. They're uh-huh. in the pool at six in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so hot, it's like a hundred degrees guaranteed by six or earlier. Because it'll reach yeah. 120. That's crazy. I don't know. That's I don't insane. know how
0: people.
3: I don't know how people do that down
2: there. You know, like jogging. You'd have to jog like the, the crack of dawn to make sure that you're not overheating and, you know, falling out in the middle of the street while you're jogging or bicycling or anything right. like that. That's crazy. Oh my
0: gosh. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on with the show folks. Um, let's go ahead and start with birthdays. Who do you have for birthdays there? Bob?
3: Okay. On six, on June 6th, we have Curtis Ledson. And James W. DeMille. Death oh, touch. nice. Yeah. Uh, on 6-7, we have Dr. Alonzo Jones, uh, past ambassador with the Mountain Masters Hall of Fame. On 6-8, uh-huh. we have Robert Poslensky. Uh, uh-huh. And also ambassador to the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh.
0: Uh,
3: we have Prince, Prince Sensei, Prince Loefler. From nice. Torrance, we have Andrew, Andrew Chief Osborne <laughs> from uh, a past guest the show from uh, England. We On Hello. 610, we have my brother, which lives in Vegas, uh, John Deal. And also on 610, we have one of the Fab Five fighters, uh, Anna Elizabeth Ramos. Nice. Very cool. Uh, a few
2: birthdays on my end. Tomorrow, the 5th. A former student of mine, Alex Anthony, turning 18. How's, how's that? Um, on June 6th, we've got Rick Baer. You've also said Curtis Letson. So you've said that already. We've also got Rocky Bill uh, and uh, Felix Padilla and Judith Sidikman. On the 7th, we've got, I've got nobody. <laughs> on June 8th, um, a teacher at my old high school, Faith Beatty. On June 8th, how cool is that? I never had her when I was in high school, but uh, all of my other friends did. On June 9th, we've got Grand Master Huddleston Sr. Uh, We've also got Andrew Chi Osborne also on the 9th. We've got uh, Lou Larson, Mark Leverio, uh, Steve Clements. And on Saturday, June 10th, we've got Latigo Idaga. Now, I'm not sure if that's James Moriega's or, or I don't know whose site that is. No, it can't be James Loriega's. I wonder if it's, is it? Is it, um, again, is it, is it Mr. Lou? I don't know.
0: <laughs> or.
3: Uh,
0: I don't and, know, you know, but, our, our
3: listeners should realize by now, Rusty, sometimes you do carry on these conversations by yourself.
2: Yeah, I'm just talking to myself. Myself. Oh, you know what? It could be Master Tom Meadows. Latigo Idaga. Right here. Right here. You can't see it, Bob, but I've got a Filipino fighting book showing the people there. Uh, okay. Got it. And let's see. When does let's see. That that's it. That's it. Everybody everyone else that I know um is next week.
4: <laughs>
2: so for everybody having a birthday this week. This tune is for you.
0: Hola. You. It's your birthday. We're here to party and sing to you. He's from May. Hope you are bueno. The fun will no the whole day through. From the gulf to the mountains, the city lights and fountains, we hope your birthday's excellent best. You are another year older,
1: so perhaps you should be generally awesome,
0: cause today is your day, hola, you, you deserve a
2: grand Fiesta and later on Fiesta and the best of everything, hey senor! Alright, have a great birthday week everyone, don't celebrate too hard now. (laughs) right. Announcements. We've got some events coming up here in a few weeks, so we're going to bring the mic over to Bob, who is going to tell us a little bit about what he's got on his side.
3: Well, on my side, we actually have two events. down here. You're coming down for both of them, uh, yep. so you better start teaching teaching private <coughs> seminars.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> so you don't come get
3: down the here money to down <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. And it's like two weeks, like two weeks apart. Uh, one event is coming up is on the 20, on the twenty second of July. We're having a potluck at the Martial Arts Museum, twenty three nineteen West Magnolia Boulevard in the city of Burbank, and we we're going to have some masters, some well known masters, Doug Wong. Uh, Art Camacho, Leo Fong, and we're going to try to bring bring other other people in. They're going to be selling their personal items, which is really cool. You don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you know, Doug's been around and Carl's been around for, you know, 50 years. You could be getting some really cool items. Yeah. Uh, So come on down, join us. The end now, it doesn't, it's going to be a free event, but you but must bring a potluck dish. Bring a potluck dish. Yeah,
2: right? And you and know, have fun. And eat with us. Eat with us, buy some stuff, talk to the masters a little bit. Who knows? Like Bob said, you could be getting something like really darn
0: cool. <laughs>
3: really darn cool. Yes, absolutely. Now, remember the proceeds, a portion of the proceeds will be benefiting the Martial Artistic Museum. Right. And the other event, of course, two weeks later, uh, August 5th and 6th will be the up-and-coming Dragon Fest, which is always a good time. Uh, The first year, if you remember the first year, it was so packed, we could not see, we were on one side of the room, we could not see the wall on the other side of the room. Yeah, we couldn't. It was crazy. It it was just so insane. Now, we've got a place that's this year that's twice as large. It, it's insane. So, we're going to have... I I forget, you know, Michael and I were talking about it, I forget how many booths he had uh, set up, but it's twice as many booths. He's got a stage area set up. Uh, he's got the museum store. Uh, now, tickets are available at dragonfestexpo.com huh. Sure. However, you can buy the tickets at the event at the door, but they are cash only. Don't bring your debit card or credit card and plan on purchasing Dragon Fest tickets. That's right. not going to happen. It is a cash event. Uh, now there are for the museum store. If you want to buy shirts and hats and books and etc., you can pay by credit card or debit card there.
0: Uh-huh.
3: So it, it's going to be really cool. Now, remember, if you want, if you want the fifth and sixth, because the fifth is the Dragon Fest Expo, the sixth is a red carpet event where all the celebrities that were at uh, Dragon Fest are going to to you know be signing autographs, be taking pictures with. That is an extra five dollars. And you can't, the thing is you can't buy just the Sunday ticket. You have to buy oh. Dragon Fest and then add on the other one. You can't just pay $5 and say, good, I can go see all the celebrities. You can't do that.
2: Ah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So you got that book. Yeah. You got that. I mean, you know, come on. It's a, it's a fundraiser folks, you know, try not to, try not to build the system. <laughs> Please. Yeah, exa- Please.
3: exactly. And that's, and that's why I'm trying to be so clear on what's going to be so that our listeners don't say, well, Bob didn't say this or Bob said this. It's very clear. If you're going to buy tickets at the door, bring cash, period. Uh-huh.
0: And
3: that's if you right. want to but attend otherwise- Sunday, you, you're going to have to come to S- Saturday's event as well.
2: Yeah. Now, uh, can you give the uh, the – excuse me, can you give the URL again, the link that
3: people can go to 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 get their tickets now? DragonFestExpo.com. Now, I did want to point out all all the participants, except for one or two, have been verified that they're going to be there, including uh, Michael Jai White uh, and uh, Joe Montagna. Uh, uh-huh. Sasha Mitchell is going to be there. Ed Parker Jr. It's going to be loaded with people. Uh, of course, the usual suspects going to be there: Don Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock. We're going to be there. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to have booths You know, our booth is going to be like right inside the doors, so you have to come by and say hello when you get there. Yeah. So it's going to you know, be a great like, weekend. A quick
2: interview. It's going to be a great weekend. Yeah, and I suggest folks that you. You take advantage of both days because it's only $5 extra to go to the celebrity uh, Q&A session uh, and hang out with Cynthia Rothrock and Don Wilson and everybody else and us and, you know, the whole nine yards. You know, it's only $5 extra and who knows, you know, we might get you on a little short interview and uh, talk to you a little bit. Uh, Dragon Fest. So put this in your calendars, folks. August 5th. Dragon Fest, Burbank Marriott Convention Center, 11 a.m. 6
0: p.m.
2: And it's the bigger folks. You can't miss it. There's going to be a ton more, uh, lots of entertainment, lots of entertainment. So you know, don't Lots don't miss of it.
3: entertainment. Uh, what, miss there's going to be uh, Hawaiian dancing, uh, Filipino demonstrations. Uh, the Taiko hasn't hasn't. Uh, Confirmed yet, but I'm sure something will happen. They're going to have a lion dance performed by Bucks and Kong's Lion Dance Team. Uh, this is going to be a great weekend.
2: Uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be very cool. Let's see what announcement do I have. Um, oh well, next set I might as well just announce the seminar with Kat so that we can get more participants. I guess. So yeah. next Saturday, right here in Seattle at the Michael Seattle Police Center, I'm going to be hosting Kathy Long. She's going to be doing a uh, kickboxing and self-defense seminar. The tent uh, starts at 11 a.m. and at the door, the early bird, the early bird uh, rate has gone by the way at the or five dollars to send the dating, with none other than Kathy Wong. The address to the Wushu Center where she'll be teaching is 523 California Avenue Southwest, Seattle, Washington, 98136. Or you can just Google Seattle Wushu Center, and it'll give you um, the address and directions mm-hmm. need be. However, if you do find on going... Try to contact me on Facebook so I have a head count because space is limited. Space is limited, so, you know, we do have some openings left. I think we've got about six or seven or six or eight openings left where we can cram people in and still have enough room to work. So make sure you contact me on Facebook, or you can email SeattleWushu, W-U-S-H-U, SeattleWushu at Gmail com. All right, and I think that's it for what's going on a little more in the near future. All right. Well, with that said, you know what, Bob? I don't have any health news.
0: <laughs>
2: so if uh, if
4: you're ready,
0: you
2: know, right. So if you're ready, I I think we can uh, we can go to weird news if you'd like.
0: Are you are you I ready think for you it?
2: Can. I'm okay. ready. And you know, what? I'm going to go down and get my
0: phone and do other things and entertainment news. Weird what? news. There we and go. And with that said, right.
3: yes. And with that said, a Wisconsin judge, now I didn't know this was even possible, but a Wisconsin huh. judge made a sweet ruling on Wednesday overturning, get this, a ban of selling homemade baked goods in the state. Have you ever heard of such a thing where they ban a woman like like they used to have bake sales at my kid's school in Wisconsin? Right, right. They couldn't do that, right? Uh, Lafayette yeah, County I Judge Dwayne, Dwayne Jorgensen ruled in I'm favor gonna, of three I'm women going to who. Get had my, chan- oh, go ahead. i go get
2: my phone. I'll be back.
3: Oh, go ahead. No problem. <laughs> okay. So La- Lafayette County Judge Dwayne Jorgensen <laughs> ruled in favor of three women who had challenged a state law which they claimed made it impossible for home bakers to legally sell their products, according to Fox 6. In his oral ruling, Jorgensen said that the ban mainly served business interests. The law of the women challenged required Wisconsin bakers to obtain a license which necessitates the use of a commercial kitchen in addition to paying fees and submitting to inspectors. The state also allows the sale of homemade foods like jams and canned goods. That was my weird news because I've I've never heard of anything like that. Now, we're going to move on to entertainment news since Ristita, and with my luck, she'll still be uh, gone by the time I'm finished, and I'll be mumbling to myself. Oh, uh, so this... You know Charlie Sheen. We've talked about him over the years, about him, you know, going nuts and trashing Vegas hotel rooms and and things that other celebrities could not get away with. Charlie Sheen always got away with because, oh my God, he's Charlie. So what? He's going to do stupid stuff. Now he jumped on the nanny bandwagon. Charlie Sheen's joined the craze that's sweeping Hollywood. Nannies can be super fun to date. Charlie's followed in the footsteps of Jude Law, Ben Affleck, and Stephen Belafonte, except he's not married. Charlie's boo is 26-year-old Julia Stambler, a model who used to be the nanny to his 8-year-old twin boys. Charlie's ex-wife, Brooke Mueller, hired Julia around the same time Charlie was engaged to Brett Rossi. You know, you can't keep keep a, 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 a... uh, tab of this guy's uh, girlfriend's without a scorecard, Rusty. This is ridiculous. <laughs> and the next, the next part says, and get this, Brooks the one who introduced Julia to Charlie. Julia's been modeling for three years, lots of bikini modeling. She was also an extra on Entourage. She's actually been dating Charlie for three months, but they kept it under the radar until this week. Now, uh, here's the issue. Here's the issue I see with this, and I okay. don't get what she's thinking. Okay, a girl okay. that young, in her prime, is sexually active, is now dating a guy with HIV. <laughs> yeah, I don't. The, I,
4: don't
3: get it I I I don't get it. What girl in her right mind would date a guy with HIV? You know. You know, some girls,
2: you know, love conquers all and stuff like that. Well, in cases
3: like that, love will kill you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> death, death. I'm sorry, death trumps love. Yeah, <laughs> it does. That trumps everything. Every time. That trumps everything. Yeah. And and if, if she's saying, well, we're using condoms, that's fine and good. They're not 100%. One person right. you're screwed, literally. I know. <laughs> For the rest of your
2: life. Yeah. Right? Ah, go
3: figure I don't it. get I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't get it. Anyway. No, no, <laughs> it's it's insane. Okay, that was that was my rant though and that was my entertainment news from the TMZ website. Nice. All right. Very cool. Oh, you know what? Uh, we never did give the address for uh, Dragon Fest. Oh,
2: we did not. Okay, let's. You know, let's the go Dragon Fest, like that. you
3: mentioned, is at the Burbank Marriott. The address is two five zero zero North Hollywood Way, Burbank, California nine one five zero five. It's almost directly across the street from the entrance to the Burbank Airport. There you go. So anybody oh, who's flying in, make sure you fly into Burbank, stay at the Marriott, and uh, yeah. enjoy yourself. Yeah, you this can literally the fourth walk. Dragon Fest since Michael took it back over. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh. Yep. You can literally and, walk uh, the airport. It's a, it's, little, it's, it's
3: a little bit of a walk, but you can walk. The, well, yeah, from the airport the- to the hotel, but the convention center is on the hotel grounds. So if somebody's staying at that hotel, they can literally take the elevator down to Dragon Fest.
4: Yeah,
2: totally that. Yeah. So go, folks. Get your tickets now. Get them now. You're going to need cash cash when you get there at the door. So, you know, get them now. Just make sure you have them. You know, you're all set. So come on out, folks. Dragon Fest, August 5th at the Burbank Marriott Convention Center, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Don't forget the August sixth celebrity uh Q&A at uh, the martial arts history museum and that's just the
3: uh, uh 5 extra dollars, right, Bob? Yeah, it's like 5, yeah, five it's extra... like 30 for Dragon Fest, 5 bucks for the red carpet. Yeah. Yeah. So you
2: just And you know, uh, make sure that you let, let's see, but to get
3: in, you have to make sure that you 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 buy, buy the radio host with Dynamic Dojo lunch.
2: Yeah. And then we'll make sure you get in. <laughs> right, exactly. after
3: after you pay your thirty five bucks, we'll make sure you get in once we get once.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Don't forget us small people now. Don't forget us. <laughs> Feed us. All right. Very good. Yeah. Well, give us um, food. Give us food. Well let's do this real quick folks. Uh, let's go ahead and take a short break. And when we come back, hopefully we'll have our our guest and um, join us. Hopefully, oh, I gotta find our I gotta find our breaker. <laughs> and so, uh, our phone number three four seven six.
3: This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.
0: Dear parents, Much of what we learn in this world comes directly from you. Whatever your message is, it will become part of us forever. Please teach us to accept one another. Teach us to respect one another. Please, do not fill our minds with hatred. Do not expose us to bigotry. Do not teach us to judge each other by race, religion, orientation, or the color of our skin. Teach us the concept of tolerance. Teach us to understand one another. Teach us to accept people of different cultures and persons with different beliefs than yours. Please help us to create a world where every man, woman, and child is treated equally. Dear parents, please don't teach us words of hate. We learn from you every moment. If you use certain words which might be hurtful to others, we will repeat that word. Please don't show us acts of hate. If you act against people of different faiths, you will repeat your actions. Dear parents, we are your children, and we are relying on you to help us create a world where every person is tolerant of one another.
1: Inside this little Burbank building,
3: this is the first museum in the world dedicated to martial arts.
0: It it really reflects on the style and the, the philosophy of and every different culture,
3: white eyebrow kung fu, monkey kung fu, the animal styles, Shaolin. Talking about the ninja here. Japan had the samurai. Here we go into our Korean section. In fact, every corner of Asia and the Pacific has its own martial art.
0: It'll be an absolute shame if one day you ask
1: a kid and he doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. From the history of the Japanese samurai to the artistry of anime. Enjoy a look into Asian culture by visiting the Martial Arts History Museum in Burbank.
3: Hi, this is Frank Duke. This is T. Joe Douglas Wong.
2: Hi, this is Kumu Lua, Michelle Manu, and you're listening to Rosita and Bob on the Dynamic
0: Dojo Radio Show.
1: The only place to be to get the real scoop on the real things that are going
3: on in the martial arts world. Do you have an idea for a guest Or a topic that you'd like to hear on the Dynamic Dojo Talk radio show? If you do, you can email your suggestions and ideas to Post at gmail.com or you can also post it on the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page. You're listening to the Dynamic Dojo Show with Restita and
1: Robert. Your source for martial arts talk radio.
2: All right, and we are back. If you're just now tuning in, this is Dynamic Dojo Talk Radio and Talk TV with Resita and Robert. The phone number here is 347-677-0699. Give us a call if you'd like to talk to today's guest. And speaking of today's guest, our guest just popped in on the mic, so let's go ahead and bring on the mic. Now, our guest, Janie. Has been a long time listener of our show and a great fan, and we can't thank her enough. So please help me welcome Janie Lurkin Miser to the show. Janie, how you doing?
0: I'm fine. How are you guys?
2: Pretty good. We're so, good. So- We're good. <laughs> you just got off work. Thanks for joining us right after work. <laughs> we hope oh, it's worth no it. problem.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> That's absolutely- right on. I love how you do that, Rosie. You, you took you you take the liberties. You said, Janie's a long-time listener. This is true. She never said she was a fan, though. She may not like <laughs> either one of us.
0: Um, so not true.
3: <laughs> I think you guys
4: are pretty
5: awesome myself.
4: <laughs> oh, uh, thank you.
2: We think you're awesome, too.
3: It's always, yes, it's, always absolutely. Fun to, it's
2: always fun to see you on our live feed and stuff. Uh, so now, you don't have to worry about typing. You can just talk to us. It's awesome. That's great. Because I tell you what, my fingers
5: get cramped up after a while, and my brain works faster than my fingers,
2: and so I have to go
5: back and, you know, delete and try it again. Right. Awesome.
2: Well, you know, let's uh, let's start off with this. We, we usually love to have our guests uh, start off with telling our listeners a little bit about their background in the martial arts, about when they got started and why they got started and all that, so... Can you
5: fill us in on your background in the martial
2: arts?
5: Okay. Well, um, I always kind of knew about the martial arts when I was a kid, but I really uh-huh. wasn't, you know, sure what it was about until my uh, my mother married this man, and uh, he was my he was my stepdad. He was a Marine. Um, uh-huh. Well, he showed me a video of Cynthia Rothrock. I had no idea who she uh-huh. was at the time. Mm -hmm. And she just blew me away I was just (laughs) in awe after that Yeah, and you don't And I knew about Bruce Lee And at the time Because I didn't know much about martial arts I thought he was just some arrogant guy And arrogance really turns me off So I didn't really pay much attention to him Um, Mm -hmm. But then I saw Cynthia And then I was like, okay Well, let's do a little research on this And see how this goes And I was hooked Um, Well, I didn't really say anything to my parents because at the time, you know, financial uh, reasons and stuff, it it wasn't going to be doable. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I'm from San Diego, actually, so I'm sure that there was something out there uh, for me to go do. Mm -hmm. Uh, But um, I got... uh, I got to meeting up with one of my dad's staff sergeants that was on the drill field, because my dad was a drill instructor, and um, Uh he needed a babysitter. And he didn't tell me it was the village of the dams that I was going to be babysitting. Uh, (laughs) I kid you not, these three girls had platinum blonde hair. (laughs) Platinum blonde hair bright blue eyes and stoic looks on their face. And they look like they eat you alive. It it was crazy.
2: Oh,
5: wow. Creepy. Yeah, really creepy. (laughs) So I said, hey, um, let's do this. Um, I heard that you do uh, taekwondo. And he says, yeah, he says, I've been studying for 20 years. I says, great. I said, let's do this instead. Instead of you paying me, why don't we do a trade? I'll watch your children. And you teach me Taekwondo. Oh
0: and he nice.
5: says, Hey he goes, That's the best uh that's the best offer I've had all day. So um so that's what we did. Um I trained with him for ooh, probably about eight months and uh-huh. then um uh, he got deployed, he had to go he had to go somewhere else. So um, uh-huh. so that kinda of short lived that. And I just continued to kinda of kick things and Block punches and stuff because my brother was a really good youthful. Uh uh-huh. My uh, my brother liked to beat on me frequently, so <laughs> uh-huh. so it was kind of a good thing because uh, you know he made me stronger for who I am, and then uh, you know I also got to uh, to train a little bit without having formal training.
4: Uh-huh.
5: Uh, and then so later on in my life. Uh, Probably in my 30s, I got another military person uh, who was into Aikido, and to be uh-huh. honest, that's actually that's actually my first love. I really love Aikido. Um, I right. like the Come fact on. that I can defend myself without hurting somebody else. You know, I don't have uh-huh. to be that aggressive. So, right. um, so I, I I enjoyed that, and and I'm I'm a locks and grabs and throw kite kind of girl i I kind of dig that that's that's kind of cool that is cool (laughs) uh, yeah it really is uh and it's pretty too i mean it's a beautiful art i just love to watch it um but um again being a military person here i go away uh and i've worked with the military for years um i was a uh what was called a uh refueler uh for Uh the military with a um with a government contractor. So, um, I'm qualified in every jet in the fleet that's out there right now. Wow. Uh, wow. So, so I had my hands and stuff and guys would, you know, would show me some things, uh, and whatnot. So, yeah, it, it was, it was pretty awesome. Um, but then again, life got in the way, uh, and we moved to Kentucky uh-huh. And I decided that it was time to get back into it and get some formal training and my daughter needed something to do also. Um she uh she did the archery thing and it wasn't her gig. She played softball and softball is what I really excelled in. Uh but uh-huh. um it wasn't wasn't for her, so I said, Okay. We need to do something for your self esteem because her self esteem was in the toilet. So we found uh-huh. we found Victory Martial Arts here in Elizabethtown and uh,
0: mm-hmm.
5: we uh started training with them, so that's where we got our black belts and where we train still today nice uh, and yeah, so yeah, it's really cool and um with that uh they finally found somebody that specializes in holson Sewell, <laughs> which is our escape techniques, which is our self defense
0: mm-hmm.
5: so they've they've adopted me uh to do those things um, so I do their knife and gun defense I do their, their women's self defense where I am the uh, I am the only person in the area that's doing women's self defense really yeah wow uh,
2: The yeah, only person. And it, right on
5: Yeah, it, cool. it's crazy because you would really think that that would be something that somebody would take an interest and in, think that it was important to learn
3: especially right. now right.
5: that Life's always been crazy, but things are getting crazier. Yeah, and uh, exactly, it, it almost kind of reverting back into uh, the, the stone age.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
5: So um, I'm trying to build that up, but with uh, with our students, we're um, part of our curriculum is to learn self defense and escape techniques. Uh, and gun and knife defense well they don't really they don't really uh concentrate a whole lot on that and it's kind of it's a good school but i tell them you can't expect your students to know Holson school if you're not going to teach it i mean it can't be part of the test curriculum oh and
2: Is is, is that what 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 it happens sometimes where they would be tested on it and then students would be like, oh, now what?
5: Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, that's too
5: yeah wow. so, so they teach them, you know, they'll teach them their, their one steps, two steps, whatever, whichever uh, they decide to do. And then Hulse and Sue got touched on it. And I told them, I said, look, I said, Everything is muscle memory. Everything that we learn is muscle memory. It's over and right. over. It's how we how we learn, right? Well, uh-huh. guess what? Holton School is the same thing because we're training these kids for street, you know, right. to protect themselves. And I'm not a trophy uh-huh. chaser, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, uh-huh. I think it's great that we have tournaments and stuff like that because I think it's important that kids build their self-esteem. If, right. You know, if they do well, I'm a judge at, at tournaments. I will. I judge, but I don't. I don't uh, compete. Um, I was going to at one time, and for my age group, there was only one other person that was supposed to do it. And uh, my master in Taekwondo, uh, he and I looked at each other, and he was going to compete with us, and we just kind of went, nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he can have it. <laughs> you know,
2: I'm going to just bow out right here. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's all good.
5: (laughs) So, you know, but, uh,
0: it,
5: the school is kind of, it's, it's kind of like that. They're, they're looking at world titles and stuff like that. And the owner's daughter right now has two world titles from Spain and England. Um, and, uh, so and she hurt herself and she couldn't go uh, last year. So now she's going back to get her title in Ireland. Uh, but and that's great if if that's what they want to do. But we're a traditional school, mm-hmm. so we need we need to bring back the tradition, right? You know. So and that's mm-hmm. where that's where uh, Master Ship and I come into play. Yeah. So I've I've told them that I want to start classes and and I will handle the the uh, teachings of Holsensoo and, and the and the one steps and how to break fall. Uh, a lot of them don't know how to fall and they want to do takedowns and I'm afraid that somebody's Uh-oh. gonna break
3: something. Right.
5: Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: well, well Janie, you know what? Yes, the fall never never bothered me. It was that sudden stop at the bottom that just. <laughs> Yes sir. Oh,
0: yes, uh, Crack me up. Did you? Oh,
5: just real now, quick. Did now, now,
3: Yes. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
5: Did you guys ever see the video of a guy who was being? Uh, he was being thrown, and he had a dobac or gi with pockets, and his car keys were in there. No. And the keys fell no. out of his pocket, and when he came down, his foot landed right on top, and the keys went right through his foot. Holy oh, my
3: shoot. God. Ow. Yeah. Oh.
5: oh, no. Poor
3: guy. Ooh.
5: Yeah, bad day for him. But what were you saying, yeah. Bob? About-
3: I, I said it's funny you said you were from San Diego and then you eventually ended up in Kentucky, but, you, but your accent, you sound like you're from Kentucky. You don't sound like you're from California at all.
5: Well... <laughs> There's a funny story about that, too. I pick up accents real easy. Oh, uh,
3: okay.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Uh,
5: when when uh, my mom, before she met my stepdad, she was dating a man from Australia. And um, so I spent ooh, probably a month with him, and then I started sounding like him. And my mom thought I was mocking him. I was like, no, I'm not. I can't turn it off.
3: <laughs> oh, that's I, I, funny. I,
5: I'm having a hard time turning it off. And then um and then I went to New York for like 2 weeks and I started talking oh, like no. a New Yorker. And I'm just like it's crazy. So Sorry. yeah, I probably sound like a homie down
4: here.
3: You do. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that you go to New York, weird. you start flipping people off. <laughs> start saying, forget about it.
0: Forget about it. Uh, uh, what I really wanted over
5: there was my cattle prod, because i tell you what, those people were a little too close for comfort for me. Oh, is
3: that in the subway?
5: Uh, no, just walking down the street.
3: Really? Wow. Darn. Yeah, we were down there by, now, uh,
5: uh-huh.
3: Now, Janie, I noticed. Now, I thought you were a police officer. Now, I I, I find out you're you're a security guard. Is that the correct term anymore? I don't know what PZ is anymore. In, in security guard, anything.
5: security officer.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Officer. And I've never. I have a problem with security specialist. <laughs> but yeah. okay, security guard. So, what are? One have you ever had to, go hands on in your capacity? And what is your capacity as a security uh, guard with the company you're with right now? Well, my capacity is to record and
5: observe. Um, there we go. I was there too. Yeah. <laughs> observe yeah. and record. Report. Yeah. Right. Um, record. And yeah. Not a report. whole lot. Uh, I watch. I, you know, um, I do a lot of <laughs> do a lot of reports. Um, do a lot of uh, entrance checks and security checks. Um, Now, if somebody lays their hands on me, then yes, I'm allowed to defend myself. Good. And um, so I could do that. um, And I have to escort people out because out here in in Kentucky, uh, you can have your concealed carry or you can open carry. And Mm -hmm. we have a lot of people who reserve that right. Unfortunately, you can't.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. talking? Oh
0: no, sorry.
3: That's just the other. Oh, well, right. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, you fine. did the, the Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh,
5: so, unfortunately, in I'm um, I'm a in the mall, so uh, you can't carry in the mall. So I had to escort a gentleman the other day. Uh, Prior, the reason why they hired me is because of my martial art background.
0: Uh-huh.
5: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And they really liked that. Um so the first time my supervisor walked with me and we saw somebody armed, she says, "I'm going to let you handle this." I'm like, "Okay, no problem." You know. Uh I went at him from a 45 degree angle at his weapon and I kept my hands um kind of out front a little bit. And uh the whole time I was with him and when I found out, you know, he wasn't going to be a threat that he was going to comply with with no problems, um she asked me. She says, why? Uh, Why did you keep your hands uh, the way they were? Because they were non-threatening. You know, they were just where well, uh-huh. if I had to react, I could. Um, right. I told. I just told her. It's as simple as this, I can. The minute he puts his hands on his weapon, I can stop him before he even draws it. Uh-huh. And it's just it's just easier for me to be there. Uh, exactly. You know.
3: Now, now, Janie, was that one of the situations where he just forgot? Said he had his weapon on him when he walked into the mall.
5: No, sir. He wasn't paying attention to the signs that we had posted, uh, and a lot of them don't. He was an older gentleman, and he uh, mm. he uh, just wasn't paying attention. So, uh, and and so it was good. I mean, they've said that they've had problems with people before, uh, and I said, well, there's not going to be any problems anymore. You know, I'm pretty confident in my ability. To uh, yeah. try to You know bring people down to An a, a even keel so we can Talk things yeah. out and don't get You know because there's a lot of country folk Out here and they have really old Fashioned ideas and there's Nothing right. wrong with that but you still Have to comply to the rules
3: <laughs> Yeah Exactly <laughs> like like some of them may Live too close to Jack Daniel's plant And partake yeah. in some, some Beverage every once in a while <laughs> And those people should not be should not be carrying a gun when they're inebriated. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs>
5: absolutely. I
2: don't think anyone should be carrying a, a gun when they're inebriated. <laughs> Any, no.
3: Anybody. Anybody. And, yeah, uh, no. and, of course, out here a lot of officer, off-duty officers do go to the bar and they will be carrying their off-duty weapon. And absolutely. it's a shame. So mm-hmm. now, Janie, with that, you, you can't then, you, uh, unless you see a weapon or something, you can't initiate. You said no. you can defend yourself, but you can't initiate an attack unless your safety is in danger, like somebody can't, can't drawing trying to draw a weapon.
5: That's
2: correct.
3: Right. Wow.
2: That's a, that was yeah. a rule for when I was working for Northwest Protective Surface also. And you know what? I was ready to get fired if someone touched
5: me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. If someone well, touched me, I'll get fired.
2: You know, I'll get fired.
5: <laughs> oh, Absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. what I said. I was looking for a job before I found this one. So if anybody lays their hands on me, it's all over. <laughs> I'm not going to stand there and it's take go it. go find
0: another job. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I
3: R- right. Hear you. It's it's it, it's like you, you you touch me, your first Aikido lesson's free. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's well,
2: not going to be that nonviolent for them at that point.
5: <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I'm still a school bus driver, too, so that was a plus. Um, she told me, she says, you know, I'm going to use you, right? And I said, okay. And uh, I said, for what? She says, well, well, because you know how to handle the kids. And, you know, you could talk to them and, and, and get them to do what you want them to do. Uh, and I said, Okay. I said, I don't care if you use me. You're still paying me, right? She says, oh, absolutely. I said, well, then use me, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm getting a paycheck, right. so like, Who
0: cares?
3: <laughs> uh, That's right. And back back there, it probably, it probably works with, I'm going to tell your parents. They're going to whip your ass. <laughs> exactly. Well,
5: see, what's funny
3: is that it's funny because the kids come in. They're, we're on
5: summer break right now because, you know, we run a different school schedule than uh, California and all you guys back there. Uh, so they, they see me and they've never seen me. Well, it's funny because it's both schools, the, the, uh, public schools and the, the martial arts school, um, they don't recognize me because I'm in a different uniform. If they don't see Mm -hmm. me in my dough box, they don't know who I am. If they don't see me in my street clothes, they don't know who I am. So Uh I had one kid just sit there and look at me and look at me. And he finally got the courage to come up and say, aren't you a school bus driver? I says, yes, I am. And this is my other job. And just remember one thing. I know where you live.
4: <laughs>
5: oh, that's funny. So I said, you better behave yourselves.
2: <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs>
5: yeah, it is. And that's what my supervisor loves is the fact that I know the kids. Um, but... Mm-hmm the management office asked her uh, because they were concerned and see, I used to drive, uh, my manager with the security office. Uh, I used to drive her kids and her kids are just adorable. I just love them to death. But, uh, Uh I don't really know her, but I knew, but I know the kids. Uh, Uh but, uh, the management office was, they asked her, it goes, well, okay, well, because of her background, um, is she going to be a problem? And she says, in what way? Well, is she going to use excessive force? And it was funny because I asked her, I said, well, what is the response? She said, well, first I looked at them and said, are you stupid? And I said, Hello? why? She says, well, because of your background, you know how to control a situation. You have self-control. You know how far you can, can take something. And I says, well, absolutely. I said, but that's the thing. People don't understand that about martial arts. They think that we're just trained to kill. We're just trained to maim. You know, right? That there, there is no control involved. They don't understand that That's part of it. Right, right. I ask about that because
2: of your, um, of your job as a security officer, and you know, I, I was there too for about five years. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you what your philosophy was about. Um, you know, when, well, let me, let me back up a little bit because it, it's hard for me to like, figure out this how to ask this question. Um, okay. If someone were to if someone were to ask you, how would you know when to control or to destroy your person? What would what would you tell them? If you were okay. like, let's say in uniform, you were you were staffed uh, staff for that shift. You're in uniform. You're on site, and some jerkoid some jerkoid comes out of nowhere and starts like giving you guff or, you know, giving somebody else guff and you happen to be right there in the middle of the situation. How would what what would you tell someone as far as like your how you would find your choice between control and subdue as opposed to destroy and flatten?
5: <laughs> right. Well, I guess I mean it would I guess it would depend on how controlled or uncontrolled he is. If he's just running, giving me lip service, and, and it's just, uh, you know, he's just angry, well, then I would kind of give him some space. I would kind of give him some distance. Now, if he started, kept, you know, uh, kept coming into my space, into my area of operation, well, then I know he's he's up to, to no good. Um, And I think, like I said, it, a lot of it has to do with the person. Um, I always, if if they're giving somebody else guff and I have to come into it, I make sure the other person goes away. That's not initiating. Make sure they're, they're not running their mouth and doing their thing, you know, and just egging it on. It's like, okay, you're done. Right. You need to go away. Um, if that person comes to me and if they're inebriated, uh, then that's kind of a different situation. Then you kind of have to, because sometimes they get so inebriated they can't feel almost like they're on drugs. Right, right uh that nothing's going to touch them but but most cases they are sensitive so if i give them a pressure point or if i can just put them in a lock and hold them until uh our uh, local police officers can get on scene and they're pretty quick to get on scene anyway uh then i'll do that if nothing else uh if i don't think they're going to be a threat then i'll just sit there and i'll just continue to talk to them and try to get them to calm down as best i can uh, mm-hmm. but I always make sure I keep space in between us. Uh, right. You know, that's, you know, if I can talk them down, let's talk. You know, I always try and, as long as I don't let them trigger something right. in my brain that starts yelling back and I stay cool, then I could probably yeah. talk somebody else down.
2: Yeah, that's, that that's a good thing to, to point out there, Jane, because, you know, when I was, when I was doing, a, I was a security supervisor for a uh, pharmaceutical company, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we went through like a year where there was a lot of turnover, and the uh, reason being is that we had a lot of heads. you know, they would go out and, you know, be belligerent to the street people that were like sitting on the corner of the site or whatever, I mean, and just be rude, and you know, and I would right. talk to them and I'd say, you know, come on, you're not a cop. You know, you're to observe and yeah. report. You can tell them to leave, but don't grab anybody and this and that and the other and I think they let these people go. And right. You know, I have no doubt in my mind that same guys that I let go probably would have, you know, got into fisticuffs with some homeless guy or some drunk dude, you know. Right. You right. know, behind the behind the uh, comp complex and then what? You know, then it's on right. me. <laughs> And then it's on the yeah. company, and it's like crap. <laughs> Man, right. now is your job site is 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 it a company or is it like are you are you a a, a, a mobile uh, security officer or are you on site or what do you do?
5: I'm on site on foot patrol, and then we go out in a vehicle and we'll do uh, parking lot patrol because uh, like oh, okay. we're at a yeah we're at a mall. We're not. I tell you what, this is the most podunk mall I've ever been to. Uh,
0: (laughs) I'm I'm used to
5: the I'm used to the big skyscraper malls with food courts from (laughs) ear to ear and all the goodies hanging out, and this is just, you know, you got JCPenney's, you got a Sears, Uh, we got a thing called Belk's I've never heard of before back on the West Coast, and then Uh you know, Spencers and Claires and in little itty bitty little stores here and there, Uh, right. So it's not enormous by any
3: means, but. Okay, she she said the magic word now you know Rosie, we went over this Hold before up. we were on the air and I've I've no Spencer, I've gotta ask her. My wife okay. Jamie went into yes. Spencer's today in, in, uh-huh. in, in Glendale. And right. they have a section of, of adult novelties.
0: Yes.
3: Did they do that yes to they. yours too? They did. Yes, they okay. Do. That oh used god. to be like a Hallmark store with cards and crystals and gifts and and now they have this other thing. They they actually had a a pole kit for a an in house pole dancer. Yeah. Oh my god.
5: <laughs> uh, you should see okay. some of the stuff that we find in the trash cans that are from that back section. Uh, oh wow. It's a uh, yeah. It's 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 kind of nasty. <laughs>
0: That's
3: hilarious. Yeah. My wife my wife told me that and I couldn't believe it. It was like, Wow, really? Uh, oh so yeah. Okay because of uh now I want to know about hurdles as well that you may have to overcome because you know, you're you're uh a woman, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh you mm-hmm. you're a little bit older. I know you're about twenty two.
5: Yes, yes, or so
3: exactly. Right. Oh, good. Totally
0: I'll <laughs> take yeah, it
3: kid
0: what about see. I have, I have myself,
3: Rusty. Yeah, I know, right? Well, uh, are are those hurdles that you've actually had to overcome as a security officer?
5: Uh no, not really. I mean Good. I uh I have done quote unquote men's jobs for so long um that I don't know, I guess I guess I don't think about it, you know, because I kind of look at myself as a dude anyway. I've always been a tomboy. I hang with guys. I, there's not a whole lot of. I don't really hang out with females and stuff like that. So when I'm talking to guys, uh, I don't. I don't. I guess I don't think about it that way. I just. I just do it. You well, know? and
3: it's probably the way you carry yourself as well. You know, well, you're no nonsense. You're there to do a job.
5: Exactly, and. And uh, that was funny that you say that because um, I try to be friendly with everybody. I smile at everybody. It's also a self-defense thing that I do because I'm letting you know I see you. Um, right. But right. I like talking right. to people. I'm, I'm, I go up there. I talk to the people at the jewelry counter or I talk to the customers. You know, I see the mall walkers and I make sure they're having a good day. And, you know, I'm just very personal. But – Um. It's funny because my boss, when she said, she said, when I first saw you, she goes, I already had my, I already knew not to mess with you. And I says, what are you talking about? I says, how did you get that? Says, because we never, we never spoke. And she says, because you're not intimidating at all. And I says, what do you, I says, is that sarcasm? Because <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. This. And she's like, Jane, she says, you do smile and stuff like that, she says, but when you have a serious face on, she goes, and you're serious probably about 85% of the time. Um, <laughs> uh, she says, you're uh she goes, I don't know if uh, I would approach you for anything. I says, are you kidding me? I'm the most approachable person in the world. You could talk to me about anything. And uh, she says, yeah, but you don't know that when you first come up on you. I'm like, well, okay, well, that's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, um, no, I just I I do my job. I I I do what's expected of me, and um, I try and uh I try and not to be scary. <laughs> <laughs>
2: cool, cool. Now I had a quick question that just popped up in my head. So, Victory Marshall is where you, where you're studying now, now, or is this a school that you
5: Attend or is this a school that you teach at or own? I'm this, well,
4: I'm,
5: okay. Well, I'm not an owner. I am an instructor at Victory Martial Arts. I've been there for okay. over five years. Um, um. Uh. Yeah. Um. I teach their whole soul. I do their. I do their Facebook page. I am their internet specialist. Uh, <coughs> I, I do their webpage form. I design for their no. T-shirts. I design all their posters, uh, nice. all their seminars and events, so they keep me busy. Yeah, uh, and so yeah, it's it's my school that I'm loyal to. Mhm. Nice.
0: Uh, yeah. Um.
5: if I if I train with you or if I'm uh doing things for you, then I'm loyal to you. It's uh. Right it's just how I am.
3: You know, I'm I'm glad you said it that way too, Janie. I would like to because you're old school and we've talked about it on the show that yes, sir. what do you feel about traditional uh, values in the martial arts? Like, for example, let's say you had a student that was training with you and all of a sudden you find out that they're training somewhere else without asking your advice or your permission to go train with this person. Good question. Right.
0: <clears throat> well,
5: I w- I know some schools Will just say Uh You can't train with us anymore But I would ask that kid Or that person What was the reason For doing that If they can give me A good legitimate reason As to why they did it And And then maybe Didn't even give it You know Didn't even think about asking Because it slipped their mind Then okay Mm -hmm. Then I'll give them A second thought But I would I would really like to know I would really like to know What it is That was in their brain Okay Uh it are you're not getting the instruction that you were hoping for um are uh, are we not treating you well or do we treat you like you're a second class citizen? you know, just give me some kind of idea of, of what it is that we might be doing wrong that made you go to another school um because a lot of cases people do that they'll just they get to a certain level and they just go now
0: uh-huh.
5: if if you come in and we jump through hoops for you to get you your black belt or whatever it is that you're doing, uh-huh. the, and you do that, well, then I'm sorry, there's no loyalty there. You were just using me, so you need to go and don't come back.
0: Uh-huh.
3: That, now, you now know, okay. I'm, what that said, Janie, uh, what if I said, well, Janie, I, I wanted to go learn Wing Chun because I want the trapping aspect to give me more entries into the locks and the the throws and the pain compliance that you're already giving me. I, and I wanted this to be an add on to what, what you're more, more than generously teaching me.
5: Um, well, I, I guess I would have to say, depending on what belt you are um, as a black belt, uh, you're free uh, to, to learn, you know, that's where you begin learning. Uh, as a right. color belt, I would ask you to learn what we are teaching first finish your training, you know, your basics with us and then once you get your black belt then by all means incorporate that stuff into it, you know, whatever you want to do because mm-hmm. um, that's why I kind of, that's why I tried. to, uh, I'm training this jiu-jitsu this uh, kuhishun ro jiu-jitsu uh, uh-huh. because after I love taekwondo don't get me wrong, I'm not as flexible as I used to be and I could take somebody's kneecaps in a heartbeat, uh, but that's about as far as my kicks go. Plus, I had a uh-huh. knee injury, uh,
4: uh-huh.
5: so I had to alter a lot of my uh, forms, uh, my kata's with uh, Taekwondo. Um, nice. There's a there's some things that I can't ju- I, I can't perform, like 360 spins. That's just not happening anymore. Uh, right, right. But I jump up with a knife hand, and we're good to go. As long as I'm, you know, showing that I'm clearing a space, then we're good. Uh, mm-hmm. I, there has to be a practical use for what I'm doing. So, yeah. um, so I. But I needed more. I wanted more. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
5: My, I love all the arts. They are all great. I don't have one that I sit there and say, "Oh, that's that's crappy." You know, I do not I don't wanna do that. No, it, they're all right. great. Um
0: right.
5: so uh Master Suarez mm. um actually he is the founder of this style jujitsu. Um and he trained he trained he trained uh Taekwondo for a long time. He is a student of June Reese. Uh um, uh-huh. mm. He he uh he cracks me up because he tells stories about how June Rhee was and then also Philip uh Ree. Uh he knew him when he was a little boy. Uh Master Suarez is a fifty seven year veteran in the martial arts and has various styles himself. He developed this style uh that uh is a combination of Shotokan karate, uh Waterroo, um uh, Bushudo? No, not Bushudo. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Um, Kempo, That's what I'm okay. thinking of, Kenpo. And then Japanese uh, Jiu-Jitsu. And basically okay. what he did was is that he formed his own uh, style for street and combat arts. Uh, uh-huh. And basically meaning that if you're into a situation he's kind he's giving you preceptors and he's giving you building blocks for an attack. Um uh-huh. say say somebody walks up on you and they throw a punch, well, you go to do a high block with that, well then he's showing you another version of a machine gun punch. You know, they're just flaring at you. So uh-huh. you do a block, you might do a growing strike as you're blocking. And this is one of the things we did at the seminar uh, this weekend. Uh, and then you just uh, go in uh, with a shoulder, uh, a collarbone break. Then you come in with your elbow across the nerve endings uh,
0: uh-huh.
5: with an elbow smash. And then you close line them and, you know, flip them right over and then get them into uh-huh. a, a a lock, uh, whatever you're choosing. Uh, I like the shoulder locks because uh, I could feed my, the way that that people fall rests on my on my knee naturally. So I just go into a shoulder, you know, I just twist you up. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, I don't mean to do that. It's just how it falls, and I like arm locks. Uh, so, uh, anyway, this is what he teaches, and... I've been working with uh, Master Suarez oh, for about a year now, and uh, I'm enjoying it. I train two days a week with him, and uh, he says it's natural for for somebody who's done other arts and wasn't able to complete him, because I wasn't able to complete uh, Aikido. Um, now, of course, I completed Taekwondo, because that's my black belt, uh, but... He goes it's natural for you to want more. And I says well but the thing is though master is uh everybody wants more when they when when you're so it's my passion it's what I love doing. Uh, mm-hmm. you know you you're always looking for more knowledge. You know, right. I'm so uh, I'm eager to learn everything. Heck, i come out there and do wushu with you too. I can't I can't do all that fancy stuff, but I'll give it a good go, you know. <laughs> I
2: can't do much of it anymore anyway. <laughs> <laughs> i do that's all the cool. stuff that stays on the ground
5: <laughs> that, that's me that's me uh yeah, it's, funny, it's funny, funny because uh stays on the
4: ground. <laughs> yeah it's
5: funny because uh, a lot of the kids are like well especially uh uh my chief instructor he's like okay when we're sparring you got to bounce because that's what they do when they're sparring i said no sir i said i can't bounce for one it hurts my knee uh-huh. Uh, that shot just doesn't do me any good, and I like to stay on the floor because that's where that's where my base is. That's where I'm comfortable. Right. Exactly. So I don't I don't want to bounce. I said because here's the problem with bouncing, and his daughter who's the world champion. I said now don't throw punches or anything. I said just bounce for a minute. Uh, you get somebody who's good on getting on the inside of you, or shifting to the outside of you. I said. Now bounce. Now I just, I, you know, I just, I gave her a little trip. I said, now I've got you. Or I told her to bounce some more. She bounced up. I snatched her out of the air and then just threw her on the floor. I said, there's nothing keeping you from being knocked over. Yeah. It's kind of like. with second
2: that you're off the ground?
5: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like yeah. uh, when, and not putting it down or anything, because there's there's reason for everybody's style of doing things um but the other styles of taekwondo that do the sine wave stuff with their kata i don't understand Uh the ups and the downs of it to me um to me i don't maybe they're drawing power down Mm -hmm. but if you're doing the technique right the power comes anyway um uh but i don't understand that because i'm always thinking okay they get so used to doing that but then in a fight then they bring themselves up. Uh uh-huh. they're just gonna put themselves in a vulnerable uh situation and that's never right. good for anybody. So uh yeah, so I I'm a I'm a low to the ground fighter. I like to do that and and I basically and I really like to fight without uh without my gear on. The there's only one other person there uh he's like he's 27 years old and uh-huh. he's a second degree and <laughs> I'm 45. I don't care. I'll tell you my age. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just a number. Right. Uh, I I
3: I'm
5: a I'm a 45-year-old body with a 25-year-old brain. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's right. So I get in there and I mix it up with them. I'll ridge hand him in the throat and he'll punch me in the jaw and it's all good. It's a good day. Right. Nice, <laughs> you know. This? Now, Jenny,
3: you um, you said something you. I agree with. Oops. Oh go ahead, Rusty.
2: I was gonna say I didn't wanna interrupt you because we have a we have some callers
3: online. Um oh, absolutely
2: so Bob, why don't you go ahead and ask your question and then I'm gonna take some say some
3: lines here. Okay, very cool. Now, Janie, you said something, because I've always looked at traps, locks, uh, wrist locks, whatever, as accidental. They're not incidental to a point where you can't, like, make them happen off a punch. Right. But you said mm-hmm. something I totally agree with that I think may be missing from some arts, even though all arts are good, and I agree with that as well. But you're also into weapons instructions. Yes, sir. It sounds like. Because you're yes, elbowing the, the bicep. You're you're, you're, you're elbowing the tricep, which now the locks are easier because their arm's dead. Yes. Do you find that that weapons destructions are missing from a lot of arts, that that's why they may not be able to get the locks that they need because they're not destroying the, the weapons that somebody has?
5: I think so. Yeah, definitely. I think so. I don't think they know how to uh I don't think they know how to. They haven't found that right person.
3: Right, no, I totally agree and what Bert Richardson said always made sense because you know, if you're in Wing Chun or whatever, you're you're if you're into a trapping mode, you're seeking the trap, you're not seeking the hit when all else yeah. fails. Hit.
5: Right.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: Absolutely. I heard from Burton I heard from Burton that the uh, locks are a gift. You accept them when yeah. the opportunity presents itself, but you
5: don't go looking for them. Right, so. and a lot of people will hand it to you and you just have to take it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> here you go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, here <laughs> you go. Let's
5: and go then you say thank a, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's,
2: let's go ahead and take a phone call. Let's take area code 682. Please introduce yourself to Jamie Frickin' Miser.
1: Hello, this is George. What's up?
2: Hey, how you doing? You have a question doing for James.
1: Good,
2: good to hear from you. Well, I'm
1: also I, uh, I'm also a Taekwondo practitioner myself. I but the thing is, I haven't practiced in way too long. to Be honest with you.
5: Hmm. I hear you. But, I haven't practiced in like two weeks. <laughs>
1: Like two weeks. Well, for, two weeks. For, me, for me, it's more like uh, uh, almost uh, over three decades.
5: Oh, my since goodness. I it. actively
1: practice Taekwondo. So. But I've yeah. also I've practiced a little bit in Chinese martial arts and uh, some judo along the way and stuff like that as well.
5: Yes, sir. Very cool.
1: And then once I got my black belt I got into um they had me uh teaching like the, the lower belts and all that kind of stuff. They also started teaching uh what what I called uh self-defense for the defenseless. So it's basically for uh for women, for people in wheelchairs, um Yes. That type of stuff.
5: Yeah, that's what that's what I would like to do next. Nice.
1: But I love doing a uh, ho shinsu with a lot with a lot of my students because uh you're dealing with uh with women who are being attacked or whatever. And so it's alright, fine. If you're being attacked, this is a way that they hold you, right? Well, to get out of this hold you do this. Yes. You know, this, this is why I would teach them the easiest way to get out of the hold
0: mm-hmm.
1: with the least amount of effort on their part, but with giving the the easiest way for them to do their technique and run away. Absolutely. You know, you, you're not there to kick their butt and so they can't, can't continue or whatever, you know. Absolutely. You know. Um,
5: right. And I totally agree with you. What I do uh, with my women's self-defense class is that I'm not teaching them black belt level stuff how to twist them up do this that and the other thing you know leave that to us what i'm teaching them to do is i'm giving them different scenarios and i even ask them what scenarios do you think what scares you the most and when they give me their scenario then we say okay well let's build on that let's 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 work with this because not not every scenario is going to be perfect. Not everything is going to be the same. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to break it down street level for them to where they can get away safe and sound, especially with their children. And a lot of them have children with them. Uh-huh. So, exactly. So um, I also encourage them to bring their children with them because if – Okay, if my daughter wasn't the age she is, and she was still little, and I did this even when she was little, I made her hold on to me. She wasn't allowed to hold my front pocket. She was allowed to hold my back pocket, and she was always to stay in my back pocket. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: I had to know she was there. So if somebody approached me, I knew where she was. I didn't have to worry about it, and even if I had to move around somebody – I I taught her how to move with me so that I always sure. knew she was there. And I never let anybody just walk up on my child and say, oh, how cute, or touch her. I'm like, I, you know, I'm pretty sure that you're a nice person and stuff, but I don't know you. And yeah. I'd rather you not touch my kid. You know, that's
0: well, just the way right. it is. That's Go ahead,
5: pretty George.
3: cool
2: that you trained her also to yes. be sensitive enough. To be connected enough to you to be able to stay with you, as opposed to just you know Because you know, I go through the mall and I see parents literally with those wrist leashes. You yes, know, I hate those things. Those electric wrist leashes, and I think they're 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 ridiculous. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So why not teach your child to always be aware of where you are, and mm-hmm. and no matter what, you know, instead of putting them on a leash and not teaching them anything. I mean, so that's, exactly. that's a great, that's a, that's a great approach. It's a great idea. I just wanted to say. <laughs>
5: yeah. Well, I mean, just. Well, so first of
4: all,
1: the, we, we, when my it. son was young enough or when my son was young, we never went to any place where I did not know the area. Uh-huh. Uh, Some place we've been to plenty uh-huh. of times like the mall or something like that you know, that'd be fine. We never went to, a, like, an unknown area someplace where I did not know anybody there, that type of thing, because that's just, you know, that's smart, really.
4: Now, granted, right.
1: I'm one and, and, and over 200 pounds, and so not many people are going to go after me.
4: <laughs>
1: but if my wife was there with my son or whatever, I'd tell her the same thing. Don't go any place that you don't know.
5: Absolutely. But sometimes...
1: Because that's just not smart.
5: Right. Yeah,
1: but you if, if someone to were to, like, but I told my wife yeah. to listen. If someone came up on you, and if you were there with Gregory, keep an eye out as to what's around you. Is there a store near you? Is there a friend's house or something like that? So this mm-hmm. way, if they're going to come after you, you can tell you know tell Gregory, all right. I want you to run to her house. I want you to run mm-hmm. to the store and mm-hmm. tell them you need help. Right. Well, I just say he's not there with the guy who's trying to do harm to you.
5: hmm Right. Well, I always I say always this way. I mean, not too many people are just going to go chase just to chase. But, I mean, if somebody walks up on you most of the time, they want your wallet or they want your purse. I don't carry a purse. Everything's in my back pocket. So, right. you know, if they want it, they're going to have to reach for it because I ain't giving it to them. But... Um, uh, I always tell my ladies, I said, look, if you're carrying your purse, this is how you should carry your purse. Um, if you can carry pepper spray, carry pepper spray. But but my advice to you is to give them whatever it is they want. Nothing is worth exactly. your life or your child's life. Give them the purse. Cancel your credit cards. Get a new driver's license. You know, whatever. Just give them what they want. Now, right. I, I did have I did have one lady say, she says, well, I have my concealed carry, and my pistol is in my purse. Oh, yeah. I said, well, then don't give them your started. purse. <laughs> yeah, I said, do you have it now? And she's like, yeah. I says, okay. I says, if you don't mind, I says, just hand me your purse if you don't mind me going through it. Because I like to do that. If, if they're carrying a purse, I want to know what I, – I, I show them what they can use as weapons if they need to. Exactly. Um and it was a big, almost like a big satchel. I mean, it was the hugest bag I've ever seen.
0: And my mom's got
5: quite a bit of purses. Uh, and I
0: like a, the bottom of like hole, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
5: and uh, I, uh, why is it at the bottom of your purse? Yeah. Yeah. Said, it should always be where you can get to it. I said, this does you zero good. No good.
2: She goes, that's a, What's
5: no? She says, "Well, that's okay." She goes, "I'll just give them the purse with the gun." And I says, "Why would you do that?" I says, "Now, I know. No. now they have a now you now they have a gun and it's your gun and it's going to get traced back to you." I says, "Oh my gosh, I I, I didn't know what to, I was flabbergasted." Um, wow. Yeah. So I, I said, I "Okay,
0: think well, that
2: me, a lot too, where people uh-huh. where women like they rely on." the tool as opposed to you know, that in their ears. They rely on the tool and then, you know, oh, God, the gun is gone. What you now, you know, yeah. and, and they yeah. they do much so much confidence in that concealed carry When right when they don't even know how to take apart their weapon. They don't know how to uh clean it. They don't, you know, they don't know
5: anything about it. They know the point and shoot. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, but the safety's yeah. on. Oops. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well,
1: I, I, I think what they should do, and,
0: and, I, and, I, and, I've, and I've
1: told the women, I've had women in my class who say that they have a, a permit to carry weapon and all kind of stuff, and they have weapons in their okay. purse and everything. And yeah. I said, Well, you know, is, is it a big purse, a small purse? And I said, Well, I have both. It's all right. If you have a big purse, all right, position the gun in such a way where it's basically just inside the opening, like in a pocket or something like that inside the opening, so basically you can put your hand in the purse and get right on that gun, Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: shoot it while it's still in your purse. You might shoot a hole in your purse, oh well, so you're not really worried about trying to uh, draw the weapon out and then aim it or whatever, just shoot it right through the purse. Right. If you absolutely have to.
5: Yeah, if you have to. Uh, but a lot of people don't think about that, and you know, because to be honest, most women, if they're if they're not used to confrontation, then you know, then their first thing is going to be fear. It's going to be, you know, exactly. the fight or flight doesn't really come into play. It's more flight than anything else. Yeah.
1: And and, um, and, and you know what know what answer I got when I told them to shut shoot with the purse? What's they, that? They, but I like the purse. I'm like, well, that's fine, but. <laughs>
5: Okay. This yeah. guy's going to
1: kick your butt and kill you, so yeah,
3: forego the purse.
5: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> right. Now, D- Janie, do you notice with your experience that men will teach a woman's self-defense class different than a woman will? They of water course. it
5: down because from my chief instructor, his, uh, he's done it before, and he says that he really doesn't like to because he doesn't like the fact that women don't – if we tell them to kick them in the genitals, in the groin, they don't like doing that. They don't want to go that far. They are they they don't um, follow through with anything because they're afraid they're going to hurt their nails or whatever the case is or it's too sensitive for them to do. Uh, yeah. So he, he doesn't like that. Uh, but I also look at it this way. Women are there learning self-defense because obviously something's happened to them in the past. So a a man teaching self-defense is going to be intimidating for them and they feel much more comfortable having a woman show them because to be honest, our builds are different. You know, guys are built stronger than we are, but if I can teach them, if I could teach them all the leverage points, then they can get the confidence that they need to know that I don't care if you're six foot four and full of muscles. I can still take you down if I need to, that I can still right. defend myself. You might be able to get me, uh, you know, you might slap me. I might get bruised. I might get a cut. I might even get a broken arm out of it, but I'm going to come out alive.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: You know, it's so like I tell them something's going to happen. It's just like with knife defense, I don't care who you are and how great you are. If a knife is involved, somebody's getting cut. Yep. If a gun yep. is involved, it's going to get discharged. Hopefully, it's not at you. Hopefully, it's not at the other person. But hopefully, you're quick enough that you can get your hand off of it before they put the trigger on it. But,
0: uh-huh.
5: you know, it is what it is. I mean, there's 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 always there's always an action and a reaction for everything. Right. You know, nothing's perfect. Exactly. So so I don't, I don't go into a situation and I don't teach with the fact that I'm a God mighty and nothing's going to touch me. All I can say is that I'm confident in my ability, but I'm still human. Right. You know, right. It, it doesn't matter how good it looks here, but on the street, it's not going to be pretty and it's, but it's gonna get done. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um I was talking I, I got to a dude. wonderful
1: story for you. Okay. Uh when uh, when, I, when I was uh teaching back in uh in New York, um me and another instructor we we just finished our classes and, and we, we put on our jackets to to go outside. We still had our uniforms on with our black belt dangling down below our jackets. But we just we had just walked out of the, the uh, school, and right on front in front of the school, four four uh, guys uh, cornered us with knives drawn, telling us to get, to to give them uh, our wallets.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And we're like, really? Look where you're at! And and all of our students are right, right at their window watching what's going on. And I said, you really want us to do this here? He says, Here's your wallet, you know, and I and I go to my friend and goes, All right, do you want to give him your wallet? And he goes, No, I got too many credit cards, I don't do that. And to do you? He goes, No, I don't really want to do that either. So what do you want to do? So I think we can take care of these guys. And they go, Well, we got knives, we got knives. I'm like, Okay. And the two guys who are closest to us we just hauled up and, and kicked them right in, the, right in the, uh, the nether region, shall we say.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and they dropped to the ground. And the other two guys, were, they're all nervous. and said, all right, you guys want to be next? And they just ran away. Right. And all the students were like, yay,
0: you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, okay. Uh, <laughs> I
2: got I to jump in on this real quick. Okay, so, uh, my my story is not going to be funny, but uh, – our one of our locations was located um, right across the street from a bar. Right. So I kid you not, we meant ten AM class and there are people in that bar getting away, right? Uh-huh. And it never failed. Whenever I was in a class, there would always be some dude, be a different drunk dude like every week something that would come come in and I'd pop them at the door at the lobby and, the, and I'd be like, Hey what can I? And I help you? So you teach martial arts here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they always ask, It never fail, always ask, well, can you take me on? And I would just go silent and go, that's ends. Are you attacking? And they would leave. Right? Because I have, yeah. have to set, set that example. Students, right. right. Are you attacking me? And well, no, but you know, because he was, you know, he's well, I'm pretty big, and I'm right. like, that's great. You seem like a, I really don't think you'd attack me. I'm just a little person, but you know, when push comes shut, I'm 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 sure that I'm standing, and that's what I teach right. my people. And and then he left. Yeah. But I have to set right. that example, right? Oh, of, absolutely.
5: Of,
2: right. You know of yes. That's like what you preach. <laughs> I preach, you know. Oh, you know, I've got, you know. I have people, I have students actually say, you know, in scenarios, that they would fight mm-hmm. if someone took their TV to their house. I'm like, you would fight for a TV? Your life is worth 200 bucks. Seriously? All
0: mm-hmm. right.
2: And you fight. You fight for that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got, like, 50 bucks and some credit cards in that wallet are you going to fight for that alright right. go for it Yeah, go for it yeah. but you know your life is worth a hundred bucks your life is worth two bucks your life is with your Nike shoes your life is with nope. they just don't get it don't get it
0: no. Um, no, but, well, they're probably, yeah, <laughs>
5: and they're probably young kids too because most of your young kids think that way you know
2: yeah uh, I don't know. I'm but, gonna I'm gonna fight for my I'm gonna fight my, my, my I it's a jacket. I don't care if it's a three hundred dollar jacket. I don't care if it's a two hundred dollar game. I don't care if it's your price possession of playing cards or whatever. What, are, what is the game? Magic magic, uh, yeah. Magic the gathering. I don't care if you've got like four hundred dollars worth of car, I don't give a card. It's
5: just me. Yeah. You know? Now <laughs> now when I was a kid and I was surfing, uh I'd probably fight you for my surfboard. You weren't getting my surfboard. But
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was
5: life right there, people. You don't understand. You don't take a California right. girl's surfboard from her. Uh, but no. Yeah, um, you gotta practice what you preach. Uh yeah, I you do can it take all the my time. purse,
1: you can take my wallet, you can take all the stuff. on oh, surfboard, no, 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 you can't have that
0: now.
5: No, you can't have that. I'll hit you with the fence. But yeah, you gotta practice what you preach. Um, I can't, I did it. Uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact, we had a little convenience store. It's called Dollar General here, so it's kind of like um, oh shoot, I can't even think of any uh, any little mini stores over there anymore because a lot of them are gone. But uh, anyhow, I was walking through the store and I watched this woman come in and she just looked shady to me. And she walked all the way around the corners of the store. And I just kind of watched her. And then she kind of went over to the cosmetic area and picked up some things. And as I was coming down, she had walked down this aisle that I was starting to to get close to. And she backed her butt up against the shelves and started shoving stuff down the back of her shirt. Uh, So I was catching her shoplifting. And uh, I looked at her, and I was like, really? And I had my... uh, sweatshirt on with my taekwondo stuff on it and i turned the cart and i put the cart in between her and i and i yelled at the people i said hey this person's shoplifting over here and she told me shut the fuck up what are you doing and she stopped (laughs) and she looked at me and she says are you a black belt and i said do you want to find out and when (laughs) i said that she looked me in the eyes and she ran as fast (laughs) as she could out the store (laughs) And she drops all the stuff down exactly. the aisle, and because I don't, I don't advertise that I'm a black belt. I I wear my Taekwondo stuff. I don't. Uh, I mean, yeah, my my cover uh, on my Facebook page is my black belt with my name and my school on it. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's for me. But I don't advertise people out there that I. I am a black belt. I mean, for all they know, I'm a white belt. And to be honest, we all know white belts are worse than black belts, right? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Right? Oh,
5: yeah.
1: Because we all think they're black belts.
5: Exactly. (laughs) I don't want to fight a white belt. They're dangerous. Dangerous. Uh, No control. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: They're they're almost Uh, as dangerous as people would say Taibo.
0: Taibo? (laughs) Taibo? Uh, I know. I've got Ty I'm a martial
1: arts expert. Oh, yeah, sure you
4: are.
5: Sure you yeah. uh, are. There goes that YouTube expert again, huh?
2: <laughs> what's, what's your take on that? The ac- what's your take on that, uh, Janie? The, the academically, you know, educated, uh, but, but experienced, ex- uh, just lacking in experience, <laughs> experience-challenged? Yeah. What's your take on those YouTube warriors?
5: They're great for people with experience. They're dangerous for people without, um, Ooh,
4: because they're not
5: showing—they're not showing the complete applications. They're just showing you the moves, and they're trying to mimic the moves, but they don't understand that there is just so much more to it mm-hmm. than just grabbing and throwing. Oh, yeah. They don't know. Uh, They don't know where the pressure points are. I mean, because I I love pressure points. I think they're fabulous. A lot of people say they don't work. Well, okay, on some people with tough skin and, you know, muscles, yeah, probably not. But I can still put them in a wrist lock. Still works the same. But I can get you up underneath the nose, behind the ear, your throat, your trachea. It still works. But – um. They're not understanding the full application. So if I get you in a wrist lock and uh you know, I, I I I just wrench your wrist over and then you'd fall over. They don't they don't know the complete application uh as to what it's about. They just think that, okay, well I'm just gonna grab your wrist and I'm just gonna throw you down. Well, when they're screwing around with their friends, well guess what? Your friend now has a dislocated shoulder because you didn't know the proper technique. Right, right. It behooves I, me why, why some people
2: um, that are academically educated I mean, that right. uh, will get on YouTube and say, oh, I'm going to be a video or whatever, right? Um, right. It, it just surprises me that when I see young kids, you know, doing this, um and yeah. try to teach these things. You know, I've seen kids try to teach, you know, pro wrestling moves and stuff like that and and mm-hmm. how to do backyard, you know, cage matches and stuff like that, like oh, you know, WWE yeah. or WWF or whatever. And it's like, really? You know, you're 15 years old. You don't know anything about wrestling.
0: You know oh, exactly. you gotta kill
2: somebody and as far exactly. as I know. There have been right. kids that have been killed by, you know, going head first to a table and all that kind of crap. Absolutely, because they're just silly. Oh, yeah. It's, it's you know. silly. And, you know, and I'm talking about, like, teen-year-old people that, that go around teaching stuff that 14, 14, 15-year-olds thinking it's cool, but you see the same yeah. thing with adults, and it's it's crazy. Now, with that said, that's kind of a segue into my next question. Um mm-hmm. You teach both kids and adults, correct? Yes. Okay. Can we, can you tell listeners a little bit about your approach to teaching kids and adults and what the difference would be, you know, between um, teaching kids and adults? What's your philosophy on that?
5: Uh, okay. Well, with kids, I try to keep it as exciting as I can. I try to give them praise wherever they're doing something right. Um. When I'm making a correction, I don't say, you need to put your foot here. Your foot needs, your knee needs to be 90 degrees over the top of your toe and that stance has to be longer. Good. You know, I don't, I don't attack the child. Yeah. I say, you know you what, you need, I need that's the word, that's the thing, the
2: word. you need to, well, I'm sure they know they need to. It's, it's, I feel that it's a lot of times people that can't explain mm-hmm. to a child, break down a, a movement or a technique to its simplest components those are the people that say you need to it's really exactly. good to hear you say that you don't use that thank you right sure. no um
5: <laughs> I, I make it exciting i try to have fun with them because kids do not respond well through fear they don't want to be, and kids should not be afraid of their instructor we right. don't know what their home life is like they could be in fear all the time at home you know exactly. there could be problems, and I don't want to acerbate that. So yeah, what what I do is is I, uh, I I try to make it fun, I try to make it exciting. And when there's a move that's not quite right, I'm like, okay, now do me a favor, uh, go into your long stance. Now I need you to move your foot maybe an inch this way, or or maybe if you can just lean forward a little bit and maybe straighten your hips out because, you know, we're not. I tell them the difference between Korean and Japanese We're a Korean art. So everything that we do is straightforward. It's linear. Uh, uh-huh. I say like, karate is a 45 yeah. degree angle. So we're not 45 degrees. We're straight ahead. We're coming at you full force. Okay. There's uh-huh. different techniques and they're like, Oh, well we thought we were karate. I'm like, no, we're Taekwondo. So this is what we got to do. So every time they make a move and they do it, I gave them a praise for it. Um, Nice. I build them up because they need that. Kids hey, if you constantly tear them down, then that's all they're going to do is tear down. Then they don't want to work. Then it's no fun right. anymore. And I want I want martial arts to be fun and exciting. So Exactly. I, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, so you
2: just have people joining martial arts that are already teen or 21, and that's I think it, that's too late because they attitudes yeah. already and opinions. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And I want
5: it, and I really like the, I would really like it to be the child's decision to do it. I don't want to, I don't like hearing, well, they need to do it. So they have to do it because they need discipline. Well, okay. Well, then discipline starts at home, folks. Okay. From the get game, not just when you feel like it. Amen. So, uh, amen. <laughs> I get to. Oh, yeah. We get too many people in our in our school saying, he's got behavioral problems, fix it. But then they're there for an hour, and they're doing great. Their behavior has, has settled down, and they're, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and they're on point. And then the next thing you know, they're coming back in with a bad attitude. It's because parents think that when their child's having a behavioral issue, that we are a quick fix. We're going to just solve all their problems right now.
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah.
5: Not going to happen. And I keep telling mm-hmm. them, okay, now, guys, if we're doing this, then at home needs to continue, okay? Mm-hmm. Ask, you know, because that's what, and that's what we tell the kids. You know, when you guys go home, okay, it doesn't matter what's going on at home, okay? We still have to do our discipline. We still have to exactly. be courteous. You, you know, abdominal spirit, you know, keep going. Perseverance, because that's that's our tenants. Uh yeah you know, so i feed I feed our tenants into these kids because that's what they need that's what they're they're craving they need that,
2: so mm-hmm. that's what I
5: try to do um nice now adult now on the other spectrum of adults, I still try to keep it exciting um some adults to form an opinion and they ask a lot of questions, and that's great um I don't have a problem answering questions
0: um. Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: but do not whatever you do do not bash my art if you don't like it right. find another school if you like it, it but that you ever green, um, i've had i've had one of them bash because they didn't like the kata uh wow. white belt Gee, white belt white belt kata is chanji um it uh yeah. and uh
1: um,
5: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Dosan. Yeah. So they didn't like it because it was the pattern is a cross pattern, okay? Uh-huh. And we start we start to the left. Everything's to the left. Karate's to the right. So
0: uh-huh.
5: it's it's four. Uh, you go down block first, and then uh-huh. a reverse punch. You go uh-huh. behind you, down block, reverse punch, and it goes four four directions. And then the last movement is a side block. Yep, Chagi, reverse punch.
0: Uh-huh. They
5: didn't like it. They didn't understand it. Well, that's so they, they
2: they bad bad mouth a form mm-hmm. because they didn't like it.
5: Right. And it wow. was a basic. it Chagi is the most basic form anybody can do. Wow. Oh yeah. Some.
2: Somebody bad mouth the form because they didn't like it. Wow, right. listen up, folks. Listen. I'm pointing yeah. at the listeners right now. I'm yeah. pointing at the listeners. Listen up, folks. You're going to take a martial okay. art. There's a reason why forms are taught. And if you don't like it, you know, no, okay you. find another school, but I tell you what, you know, you're going to find a school that's going to teach a form that you're not going to like. It's right. a matter of it's like, you get it at purple belt or green belt or whatever belt. Or whatever, there's gonna be one you're not gonna like, but I guarantee you right. it's gonna teach us something.
0: So, right. Right.
2: Well, wow. Did they quit? Did they, quit or did they uh, get kicked out? <laughs> uh, no, they
5: they left on their own accord. Because I just I'm just straightforward with you. I'm not I'm not gonna pull punches with you. It doesn't do me any good. Now it may it may cause you know from a business aspect it might cost leave some money behind, but you know what. It's okay. not worth it to sit there and have uh, a inner battle trying to teach somebody who doesn't want to learn. Right. Um, right. If if you're going to say it's stupid, even after you tell them the applications and what it's for, okay, the down block is because you got you've got a, a roundhouse coming at you. It's coming down to your leg, so you're blocking that, and now you're countering with the reverse punch. Now somebody else is coming from up behind you. Ta-da! There it is again. Right. You know. So, you know, and and they're like, well, it's too repetitious. Well, here's the thing, guys. Even when you're a black belt, it's going to be repetitious because that's how we learn. That's how we get things stuck in our heads. It has to be repetition. Right. You know. Um. The we have red belts that get up there, and uh, I mean. We do uh, recommended and decided uh, tips, uh-huh. and uh, when you get to your red belt, that's just before your black belt. Well, you still have almost a year before you're a black belt after you're a red belt, uh-huh. and um, they uh, they're like, "Well, it's the same old stuff all the time. Nothing ever changes." I said, "I call that the red belt blues." I said oh, it will change. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. said it will change. I said, but the thing is, is you have to stay focused. You have to stick with it because you don't go this far and not test for your black belt. I said, because then guess what? Now you're going to start learning different things.
1: Well, also a red belt, don't you have them uh, teaching the younger belts too?
5: Yes. Well, we have, what we do is when um, we try to split up the groups, we'll have uh, a yellow belt teach Chanji to white belts, uh, orange belt to yellow belt, you know, whoever's been through that way they they're getting their leadership roles in as they go Uh yeah
1: yellow belt teaches white belt green belt teaches yellow belt and so on and so on
5: yeah exactly you know but you know i i can say that there's some forms that i didn't care for but it's not Uh because i didn't understand the application it was because it was hard on me to do um are you familiar with tay gay bob or george
3: uh take a so well, I'm not no yeah you
5: know, take a is the brown belt form before uh anyway uh there's at at one point in the form you do a long stance sideways and you step back with a, a center block and it's four in a row, and you have to get your knee to almost an eighth of an inch to the floor. And when you wow. have a torn a c l and your knee didn't heal correctly, it doesn't work for for people right, <laughs> oh yeah so, so you know now, so I've, I had I people,
1: I've had people who are basically mentally stuck at a certain belt or a certain level because they see the form that they'd be going into for the next belt. And in yes. their mind, they say, "Oh, my God, that form. is too tough. So I don't want to go there. So I'm going to stay here
0: mm-hmm. because this is where I'm comfortable." Right.
5: And you yes. almost have absolutely. to convince
1: them that they can do it. You know.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes. absolutely. But you know, like I told now, them, I you. Now you were good. talking.
1: You were talking earlier about teaching kids. Yes. When I, when I when I teach kids, I try to when I'm teaching them, let's say the form, I will teach. I will break down the form. And several different parts, so i will make it easy to, for them to remember those parts, mm-hmm. but I will do it as uh, clearly as I can as I'm teaching them the the, the parts of the form, and as they're doing the form, I will try to make any corrections I have to make as minor as possible. right, all right, because if you if you're dealing with a kid and you're telling them, "Oh, you're doing it all wrong." that he's going to feel like a failure and he's not going to want to do some martial art anymore. Absolutely. But if you sit there and say, all right, your foot is pointed this way, I want you to point your foot this way.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Or, right. you know, your your knee is just a, like, an, an inch too off to the right or something like that, make it as minor as possible. He's going to sit there right. and say, all right, I'm doing it right, except for this little bit here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's
5: what I always tell him. So he's going him, to be, said, feel
1: better about himself.
5: Right. I told him it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm not looking for perfection. I just want them to. I just want them to be able to to do it and be as comfortable as they can. It, you know, exactly. Because, Amen. Because they're kids. They're not going to get anything perfect. Their body's not built for for some of the stuff. I mean, that's what we're there for. We're there to train them. You know, and give them the flexibility and the knowledge they need so they can perform it better. You know, uh, so. They'll get there. I always tell them, you'll get there. Don't worry. Just keep practicing and keep trying, and don't give up.
1: Exactly. You know? And I make sure that, that the other people that are, that are in the adult class that they are in be as supportive with each other as much as possible. Absolutely. So if they're, they're all doing the form and... Uh, one guy, you know, he, he steps out with his left foot instead of his right foot or something uh, something like that. I'd see the other students say, hey, do it this way,
5: right. you know, before I even
1: say anything.
5: Right. Well, what we like to do, is too, is that um, we always still like to put them in a testing situation, so we'll have them sit back, and then we'll call each belt up, and uh, the higher belts, the black belts will be up there. Um, and we'll call them one at a time. Have them do their form now. Each one of us will get uh, will get one person with that one student, and we point out one thing. uh yeah. if, What did you see? Is there one thing that you could fi- that you want them to fix? And yes, his knife hand. He didn't he didn't cover his face, you know, because it goes shoulder face shoulder. And then in place, um, for us anyway, it's Mm -hmm. not big round circles, but, uh, you just need to tighten that up a little bit and that'd be good. Okay. The next person, we always give them one thing, because if you start firing off a bunch of stuff, the kids are going to get overwhelmed and they're going to be concentrating on too many things at one time. And you can't do that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um,
5: we have about five minutes left to our broadcast,
2: so, um. My Bob headed his mic up for a little bit. Let's go to Bob real quick. Do you have any last-minute questions for Jamie Bob?
3: No, I thought this was a great show. Really informative about her career, what she's doing now, uh, right? And her 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 opinions on certain things it was great. Yeah, definitely.
2: And any last questions
0: for Jamie?
1: I don't know, I think we've pretty much
0: touched that with that thing. Good. It
1: was a yes. great 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 show.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it would be uh safe to say, um, uh, Jamie, that um that I guess that we would all agree that there's really no one way to teach children and adults. Um because, you know, children are different, so are adults. Um would that would that be something that we could safely say that we could agree on? Um,
5: yeah, uh, yeah. With adults, you can, you know, you could talk to them more. I mean, I mean, I never yell at anybody, you know. Period. No matter if you're an adult or a child, you know. I think that if you're an adult, we could talk at well, a, that's at that's a, a
0: right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shoveling. <laughs> uh,
5: I think that we can be adults about things. We can talk to each other on a on a normal level and try to get you to understand that hey, this is just the way the art is and this is the reason why we do the applications. And exactly. I still try to make it excited for them. So there there is there are two different ways, but there's not two different ways. I mean, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It it does. Awesome. Oh yeah. Very
2: very cool. Well thank you so much for taking the time out of your out of your
5: schedule.
0: Jamie the jump as Really well, cool. I appreciate it. In the show.
5: Yeah. Well, very cool. well thank you. I, I, I'm very humbled that you guys thought of me. I'm just a little nobody. And, uh, and uh, I, 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 I'm really honored. I really am. I, I appreciate you all. Oh, no. It was, oh, it was our thank pleasure. Thank
0: you,
5: Jamie. It was our
2: pleasure to have you on. And anyone that works with, with kids and adults and looks out for their well being as opposed to uh, their own egos, I guess. You know that that is somebody. That is somebody yeah. because you know that, that, that sense of service and uh, genuine caring for the students and stuff—it's it's sometimes rare to find. You know, because there right. sometimes there are instructors out there that are in it for themselves as opposed to their students. So it's really it's really good to talk to people like you that have that compassion and that that caring for the students.
5: Well, I no, appreciate that because nice, I really do care. I want everybody to succeed. I want everybody to, you know, I'm. I, I like to see. I, I get more proud of people when they're succeeding in life, and that's where my joy comes from. Amen. That's Amen.
2: Good. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Janie, and thank you for calling, George. And as always, thank you, my co-host Bob Deal. And uh, tune into the Dynamic Dojo Facebook page to see who we're going to have next week. So, oh wait, next week. Yeah, I think there's a show next week.
4: <laughs> so, so, so I we'll so. see everyone on <laughs> Facebook
2: and on social media. We'll talk to everyone next time. Bye-bye now.
0: Hey, Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Yeah. Talk
1: to later.
0: See ya.